Hello everyone, welcome back to That Local Life. I am your host Sydney, this is Tyler. Hey I'm stoked to be back with you guys, sorry I missed uh, last episode. This is episode four now I believe, and today's episode is going to actually just be about us. Myself, Tyler, and Sydney here. <laughs> going to be a super exciting episode. We figured we would do one of these just so you guys can get to know us a little better as your hosts and as uh, local community members ourselves. So let's let's hop right into it. Heck yeah, let's get started. Episode four now, how you feeling? I feel good. I'm still a little nervous. Not yeah. as nervous. We're getting there. Why are you nervous? I don't, I don't know, really. You're just talking to me. I know. It just freaks me out. Do I make you nervous? No, but other people are going to listen. I mean, we have like 80 listens so far. <laughs> Pretty good. Come on, guys. We need to we need to bump that number up. Let's, let's go. Uh, well, okay. I'll ask the first question then. Okay. Sydney, how long have you been here in Nyssa? Um, I have been in Nyssa for probably... Like seven months now? Yeah, I'd say so. Six months? Seven months. Yeah, I think it's closer to seven months. Um, I love it here. I bought a house in CUNA, and I lived in CUNA for two years before moving to Nyssa. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it a lot better here. I love the small town feel, um, how nice everybody in the community is. So you long time... Meridian or Boise? I think it's Boise. 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 Like right on the edge of Meridian, but born and raised in Boise, Idaho. Yes. Nice. Yep. Nice. Saw all the changes there. Yeah, and I dragged her all the way out here. I could say thank you for that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Good. Good. I am a longtime Nissa native. Twenty. I spent twenty. See, I'm twenty-six. I spent twenty-five years here. Born in Idaho. Moved to Idaho for one year. And came back here and don't really ever want to leave again. But I like this place. I would like to move ideally to like Homedale or somewhere, Parma or somewhere over on the Idaho side just because uh, Oregon's politics kind of suck. Yeah, I'd like Texas to be a little suck. closer to my parents too. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah I like your parents. Nice people. They're so. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can thank him for <laughs> being here. So hmm. thanks, that's, mom that's and good. dad. Yeah. Barb, Rob. Honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, well, what what did you grow up doing? Um, I grew up, my family was super big into camping, mm-hmm. so we camped a lot. Um, we have a, I guess you could say a family cabin in Pine, Idaho. Okay. So I grew up going to Pine all the time. I love it there. It's my favorite. Um, did a lot of camping, did a lot of dirt biking. Um, (laughs) I can hear your popping sound super loud in the camera. Um, Grew up dirt biking, fishing, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, We never really left the state very often, so I definitely hadn't traveled until I met you. So thanks for taking me to like five states in a year or something like that. That's pretty good. What, Florida? Florida, Utah. We went to... Vegas, New York. Um, yeah, that's a lot for me. That's a few. That's just a few. I yeah. mean, you've kind of been all over Idaho, though, haven't you? Or just like two hours away from Boise? Kind of just two hours away. I mean, Coeur d'Alene. I've never been to Coeur d'Alene. 
Um, Coeur is dope. I've, I don't think I've really been that many places in Idaho, honestly. I've been to like Garden Valley, Pine. I've been to Stanley, um, Idaho City. So hmm. kind of the common places. The in, touristy locations. Yeah, in Idaho. exactly. They didn't used Fair to enough. be touristy, but. They are now, that's um, for sure. McCall. McCall's okay. a big one. Yeah. Um, McCall has changed a lot. I used to like it yes. a lot. I more. like McCall, but it's also. It was way cooler even 10 years very ago. Very snooty. Yeah. It's that's like a little um, little Sun Valley now. So mm-hmm. that kind of sucks. But Pretty much. it's pretty up there. You can't blame people. Yeah, Good for them. Uh, what did you uh, grow up doing? Me. Other than working in the store. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, I really didn't work in the store. I did. I sorted cans, burned boxes. We grew up doing a little bit of everything. Camping, hunting, fishing, dirt bike riding, uh, four-wheelers. I mean, I got my first uh, electric four-wheeler at like two. I would constantly wear the batteries down on that thing. We would uh, take it hunting all the time. My brother and I, we grew up riding little princess bikes, <laughs> mountain bikes. I mean, we had a whole gang of people that we had on princess bikes. So that was pretty, that was pretty rad. I saw the first ever um, princess bike uh, little rally they had. And that's quite the scene to see 12 year old boys riding little princess bikes. (laughs) We would have uh, figured out YouTube at that point in the day. We would be famous at the moment. You would, yeah. You would be in all the reels. Everything. (laughs) And I say everything we filmed, everything. It was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. So that's what we grew up doing. I mean, that's kind of how I was the uh, more motorsports kind of kid in the family. My yeah. brother is, uh, he was a sports guy. He did all the soccer, football, basketball, baseball, all yeah. of them. Athletic sports to, you did. MX, I stuck to yeah. dirt bikes. Yeah. I liked that over everything. It was pretty fun. Very good experience to have. A lot of broken bones, but. First broken bone. Ooh, collarbone. Uh-huh. Seventh grade. OMC, Hawaii Motorcycle Park in Boise. I was on a Honda 150R. Came through the whoop section at the time. Sent me off the bike. Landed on the uh, curbing of the track, so to speak. Just did you case it? Or nope, did you I was just going through the whoops and it sent me off. Fair enough. And uh, got back on the bike because I didn't know anything was wrong. I was just like, man, that hurts. But I still had another lap to go. And I was right behind the leader. And I got back on the bike, did as much as I could, and uh, finished the race. And I got back to the trailer and pulled my thing off. And I was like, man, that does not feel good. Pulled it off when my uh, collarbone was sticking up. And we're like, hmm. Maybe we should go to the Let's go get that checked out. Yeah, so that was my first one. And every year from there, I broke one. At least one. I've had one, one broken bone ever, and it was a growth plate in my ankle. In um, fourth grade, mm-hmm. I was playing tag, mm. chasing a boy mm. in platform heels, and I ate shit. Smooth. Yeah, I sat through all of class and didn't tell my mom because I was terrified. She was the secretary mm. at the school. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was the uh, uh, teacher's uh, assistant. Uh, special education teacher's assistant in the elementary so she pretty much knew everything that was going on all the time as well so what was your first job um what age i believe my first job was at baja fresh it sucked they expected me to speak spanish i had to call back 
like Spanish words to the cooks. Interesting. I don't know Spanish. I am so white. I have tried to learn it. Like it was really hard. Didn't go very well. I think I was like maybe 15 or no, okay. 16, probably 16. It was very short lived. I did not have it very long. Then I was a barista at a coffee shop. And I really, really like that. Making coffee is a lot of fun. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah. You worked at Five Guys for a while. I did. Yeah, Five Guys. That wasn't my first job, though. I mean, my first job technically was here at the store. That doesn't count, though. I mean, it does. It does. But, like, it's not, like, a personal paycheck. But my first, like, paycheck job was construction in high school. Just in the summertime, under the table. Nice. Yeah. How'd you like working at Five Guys? It was an experience. I liked the people more so. I'd never even heard of Five Guys until I applied to work there. And that's when you were living in Boise, right? That's when I was in Boise. And um, I applied. I got a considerably higher wage than the other people that I was working with at the time that had been there a lot longer. I was like sick so i'll take the spot work my way up to a a shift manager in three months and we got a bunch of boss changes at that point in time and at that time i was also working on building my pretzel business yeah and pretty much about eight months into five guys i pieced out went home and started my business well give give the listeners a little background on how you started in the restaurant business or like the food industry, industry. like how did you come up with the idea of your pretzel, pretzel shack? Well, that is a good, good question. I went to college at CWI uh, right out of high school. I uh, was working at Winco as a stalker at the time. I was working nights and going to school during the day. That only lasted a month. But in school, I was going for marketing, and we had to come up with a business plan. And in this business plan, you had to come up with a fictitious business that you wanted to start and go through it from start to finish. You know, the the market strategy, the product placement, who is your customer, what are you doing, how are you different, all of that. So, and I really loved Wetzel pretzels at the time. Yeah. I would always go to the mall just to eat pretzels, and I was like, hmm. He still loves pretzels, do, by the do, way. Do, do, do. So I was like, Mm, let's do pretzels uh, and so okay how am i going to be different i wanted to stuff them not just put stuff on top call it a day i would roll out the dough stuff it with cheese pepperonis eggs bacon you name it and then fold the dough over those stuffings and bake them so that when you bite into it something would come out of it you get like nice substance rather yeah. than just a pretzel and so i got all that stuff done designed a logo designed the website with this class and presented it we had to do a presentation and everyone was like dude that sounds amazing that looks sick like you should start that and i was like like, you know what why not so i looked up a bunch of pretzel recipes started baking a few just to get the feel of it and then i started making some changes and kind of landed on one that i liked i probably had you know, 10 to 15 different attempts before I figured out a recipe that I liked. And that was before I even started stuffing them. And then after that, I started stuffing them and they started to get better and better. And I started to get faster and faster at making the pretzels. And my first gig was here at the store. Actually, I would bake the pretzels early in the morning and bring them over here to the store, sell them in the hot case. 
they would usually disappear and I would go bake again in the afternoon to bring some more pretzels over. And I did that for a few months, actually. And from there, it kind of blossomed into getting in the schools. I started doing bar events. Uh, we started doing fundraisers with all of that. And to kind of help pay the bills on the side and get a commercial kitchen done, I was working for my dad mm-hmm. here at the store. And we had the idea of opening up the restaurant. Uh, we had already somewhat kind of like a oven back there to cook hot case food, which we were doing at the time, but we didn't have a full commercial like kitchen professional kitchen and i needed one to bake the pretzels and i worked at five guys so i had the burger experience and i was like let's make burgers and pretzels and put them together okay so that we started the restaurant 2017 april 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 17th i believe is where our first day in the restaurant industry it was a total shit show uh we I had no clue what I was doing, had no clue what the grill temperatures needed to be at, and I was just firing firing burgers away left and right. Making it work. Yeah. The first year, we did 70 grand in sales total, which I thought was like, holy cow, this is amazing. And uh, little did I know, the next year, I would have to hire, I had to hire my aunt, and the year after that, I hired one more person. So you did that all by yourself? I did it. All by myself for a solid year before I brought somebody in. That's a Bad lot of time. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, 10 to 12 hour days. Oh, my goodness. Six days a week, sometimes seven, just depending on what I was doing for several years. And then I, when I brought Jeanette in, I only brought her in two, three days a week. So I was yeah. still, and I was Busting working along, I was still working yeah. alongside her. She was only in so I can go to the bank and come back home. And uh, 2020 was actually the first year that we hired uh, employees. That was the first year that I actually became more of a leader person, so to speak. I I started to groom Jeanette to be a manager. We started having people underneath her. And I started to kind of step out as I was kind of getting bored and kind of getting depressed. I was like, man, this isn't going anywhere. I mean, the sales are growing, but I don't feel fulfilled. So put all those in place and... 2021 came around we did amazing and uh then i had the opportunity to buy the store and that's kind of how it blossomed into the store part of it so yeah now we're here that's awesome ten, 10 months later from the process of starting the store and yeah it has to take some motivated person to make something like that happen you are probably one of the most motivated people i know well thank you yeah i certainly appreciate it, it takes i don't know exactly what i want to do but i know where i want to go that's okay and uh, I don't think anybody knows what they really want to do, ideally. I don't know what I want to do. You, uh, I mean, I obviously love serving the community, and that's kind of where this podcast yeah. was born from, and that's kind of where our vision was born from in the store. So I think that's a, I think that's a good start. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, you obviously didn't stick with coffee, so where did it go from there? Um, so I worked at a coffee shop for a little bit graduated high school I knew that I didn't want to go to college I never liked Mm -hmm. school Mm -hmm. I was never very good at school um I'm super hands-on learner so school just wasn't for me um lost interest super quick and so my mom was like well I always wanted to go to hair school but I never did Mm -hmm. why don't you go to hair school and I was like okay sure so I toured a few hair schools and I picked one 
and I started. Um, I graduated in May of 2015. I started hair school in October, so it was super quick decision. I went. I hated hair school, honestly. I hated it. It was even worse in high school. It was just a bunch of catty girls. It's literally like like a sorority house that you see on TV. Like all the girls are really mean. And yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't vibe very well with any of them, but I made it through. Um, I graduated hair school and actually for two years, I never even went and got my hair license. Um, I went and made coffee again. I was a barista again. Okay. And my dad finally was like, you have this, like you went to school. Why don't you go get your license? Like give it a shot. Who knows if you're going to like it. And so I got my first job as Sporklips. Okay. Um, and it kind of just blossomed from there. Um, I was there almost four years. I was a stylist and then I was an assistant manager. And then for a short time I was a manager um, I got a lot of really good experience. I definitely, sometimes I miss cutting hair. It mm-hmm. was just men's cuts. Um, but I met a lot of really, really great people. And I learned a lot of cool stories. And I made really good clients. And those clients came and saw me for years and years. And I grew, built, like, built a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized I love people like customer service is hard but it's also something i really crave and i feel like that's how i get my energy mm-hmm. is from other people um and i like to listen to other people um i like to help other people so that's why when you gave me the opportunity to come work for you i definitely was like okay yeah i'm open to the opportunity and i picked up working in the store i definitely i think even to this day i still like working at the front of the store just because I get to see everybody. I like talking to people. I like interacting with people. You sound Gives hesitant. Me, what? In working in the store. You're like in the store. Well, I never said I was good at what I'm doing. Mark? It depends. On, like some days I'm like, I got this in the bag. I know what I'm doing. And then when I have to open by myself, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So when you have those days, it's definitely hard to... I don't know what I'm doing either. ...not be positive about it. I know. Everyone goes through learning experiences, but I don't... I don't like the learning experience. I just like to be good at something. (laughs) And I know that it doesn't happen like that. So it's hard for me to try different things and try new things. But you have definitely opened up my eyes to try new things and not to be scared of it. I mean, mm-hmm. we all make mistakes. We mm-hmm. all have things to learn. 100%. The only way you know if something is going to work is to just step out of your box and try it. You know, you could go your whole life without trying something and then mm-hmm. come down to your last mm-hmm. days. You wish you would have done this, this and this You might as well just do it. And then you don't got to wish you did it. You could be like, Hey, I did that. I sucked at it, but I still did it, you know? (laughs) That is some words of the wise right there. Very insightful. That is rad. Well, I certainly appreciate that uh, you uh, took my offer on a leap of faith to come out here and uh, live with me and work with me, be my best friend and my lover all in one. Oh, goodness. It's uh, quite the journey, I will say. Let's tell the followers uh, how we met. Um, so I was cutting hair. I had a client of mine. I had been cutting his hair for maybe three years. Shout out to Aaron. He's going to want a shout out. I know how he is. Aaron Woodward. Yeah. Uh, chaotic side by side.com. I believe he changed it to chaotic motorsports. So I uh, check his page out by the way, just a little plug. Also a matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he says. Oh my goodness. Um, so I had been cutting his hair, and I kind of was just going through some life changes. I dirt bike. I didn't really have anybody to dirt bike with anymore. Mm-hmm. And so Aaron was like, hey, do you dirt bike still? And I was like, I don't have anyone to go with. And he's like, well, I have this business partner of mine who I'll like have him hit you up. And I was like, okay, cool. But I wasn't thinking anything of it, like boyfriend material, because Aaron's I think in his 40s. Yeah. And so I was he's thinking, yes. yeah, he's a dad, definitely a dad. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking another just older guy. So just a dirt bike buddy. That's all I was thinking. And then it just so happened. We went dirt biking and I was like, he's kind of cute. He rides dirt bikes like he's nice. And he has his head on his shoulders. And that's like a big thing for me. I like somebody who knows what they want and who's going in the right direction. I think and, I so, <laughs> and so uh, after we hung out, um, I just kind of went from there. And I remember it was like the third time we had hung out and I was driving over. I was talking to my dad and telling him I was coming over. And he's like, so has he fallen in love with you yet? And I was like, if anyone's going to fall in love with anybody, I think it'll be me. My dad was like, what? Why do you say that? And I was like, I don't know. I don't like him or anything, yes. but Whatever. I just that might be how it goes. <laughs> I had you hooked from the start. Don't lie. Oh yeah. Don't lie. No, it was good. I, uh, very grateful for Aaron to, uh, make that connection, which is kind of funny because, uh, we grew up kind of with the same friends. I rode dirt bikes my whole life and all the friends that you had also rode and raced yeah. and it just kind of, it was just kind of funny that we had never really met each other in that circle. And I kind of knew who you were. Just I had a, no a, clue who you were. <laughs> that's funny. I just kind of knew who you were from associations. And I was like, he showed me who you were. And I was like, I kind of know who that is. And he's like, no way. And I was like, yeah, a little bit. And he's like, well, hit her up. Talk to her. I was like, all right. I can just go ride dirt bikes. No big deal. I could use somebody to ride dirt bikes with. And yeah. I think I went and, uh, I think I went and picked up your bike. Yeah. For you. And we came out here. We went riding out in the hills. Got a little muddy. It yep. was really muddy that it day. It was so muddy. And really I... Really muddy that day. Was not very good at dirt biking. No, and I literally... We were caked in mud. I got my bike stuck so many times. <laughs> we got home. I left to go to my house. And I was like, he's yeah. never going to want to dirt bike with That's me again. Like, that was really bad. Because Tyler's good at dirt biking. Like... I'm all right. He's not shy to a dirt bike. So <laughs> I was like... Oh, He's not gonna oh. want to ride with me ever again. I, even, I washed your bike for you, so I mean, I like, know I you did. Didn't hate it. I mean, if I would hate it, I just like load your shit up. Let's go. Like, we should probably never <laughs> we talk should, again. We should not. This friendship ends this. here. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing that you were cute. So, that's it. Because I had was. that in my favor. <laughs> no, it was great. I mean, when you know, you know. It's it was pretty crazy. Definitely a difference in the ability of a person. For sure. When they, uh, when they know what they want. Yeah, it's true. It's definitely crazy. And then you asked me to come work for you, and now we're here. Yeah, it was pretty quick, too. I mean, yeah. we went from hanging out to, like, hey, want to take a leap of faith here real quick? Yeah, I was getting kind of... For the rest kinda, of your life, maybe? I was kind of getting burnt out with my job. Um, I just wanted something different. I didn't think I wanted to cut hair anymore. And he was like, well what do you think about this and i was like okay we have to approach my parents on it though because mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure they're gonna say no yeah and shockingly they were, they were like super supportive sure. and well, i was like good. 
I guess this is meant to be. Like, my parents didn't chew my ass for it, so. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty convincing, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I was like, well, if it doesn't work out, there's always something else within this company that can be done. Yeah. And I think that's what we're discovering. I mean, you really didn't like the, uh, at first, you didn't like any of the admin work, the social mm-hmm. media. You kind of liked being behind the counter, and now you're discovering that uh, you really like doing the events. Yeah, I love doing the events. We hosted our parking lot party. Holla. Um, I had a big... I was kind of behind the scenes on it. I would mm-hmm. say you kind of took the reins at first, and then you're like, meh, you can do it. <laughs> and so I did it, but I really like planning stuff and organizing stuff and putting things together. Mm-hmm. And then it's so rewarding hearing the comments from people that night that are like, this is awesome. Yeah. You guys should do this more often. It just gave me that boost of confidence. Like, yeah, we're okay, s- I we're can do hearing, this. We're still hearing compliments from that. Yeah, so. everybody loved it. So I'm excited to come springtime, start making it a normal thing and all the planning that's going to go into that. And I'm really excited for it. Um, kind of starting to ponder what I'm going to do for Christmas time and just little things to involve the community in the store in the people that are around and I know that there's not always a lot to do and people do like to come together they do like to socialize they like to kind of be involved Mm -hmm. and so I'm glad we have the opportunity to give that to people absolutely I mean what does the future look like for Sydney what does Sydney want what is Sydney like I know I ask you this question like every day you ask me this question every day and I I don't know. I truly don't know. Some days I want to cut hair. Um, do I really? Probably not. I think I miss it like once a month. I do a haircut and I'm like, I, I don't want to do this every day. Um, I don't know. Uh, the thing with your mom, his mom does wedding planning. Mm-hmm. Um, that really excites me. I know how to do hair and makeup. I'm licensed for that. So that's something that I think we could really take off and something that her and I could really tag team and really enjoy doing together um i'm excited to do more events for the store um that's kind of where i'm at i don't think too far into the future i'm like i'm lucky if i can think three months ahead so (laughs) that's what i have right now ask me in three months and i'm sure it'll be completely different um what about you What, what are the future plans here what does the future look like for me? Well, the future's pretty bright. Probably should find some sunglasses. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, mm, all right, let's get into it. I, obviously, I want to be massive. I want to be uh, a face in the industry of convenience and community. I definitely love business. I love uh, community. I love the people. So I really want to build businesses that give back to the community. I really want to get build businesses that inspire people. I really like to uh, get people off the couch and kind of get them motivated. I, uh, the parking lot parties, mm-hmm. seeing stuff like that, this podcast, uh, seeing people really uh, gather around it and kind of rally behind it about uh, just like, hey, man, you're doing an awesome job with the community. Like, this is really cool. Like, that's the kind of stuff that gets me up yeah. in the morning. That's the stuff that kind of gets me jazzed. I want multiple grocery store locations. Obviously not not too many to the point where it starts to become corporate. 
I still like want a Jackson's or yeah, something like that. I still want a down home grocery store, grocery market, mom and pop shop, mom and pop shop. So obviously I don't want like 9 million locations like McDonald's, but you know, who knows? It might get there. And if I can still make, if I can find a way to still make it feel like your local store anywhere it is, then it might get that big. But, but I want to still be inspired. I want people to really believe in it when I'm not there at the forefront pushing yeah. it. I want the managers to feel inspired. I want the people that come in and shop to be inspired. And I like doing that through food as well as convenience. I mean, the food part of it, I really like to hear people say, man, that is the best food that I've had in a long time. Thank you for making me smile like that. Thank you for making me yeah. feel that way. You know, that, that really makes me jazzed. Yeah, it's a oh. super rewarding thing to hear. It really is. It really is. And this new new podcast adventure slash media company has uh, really broadened my horizons as far as what we can do for people. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of opened up my eyes, maybe yours, but my eyes definitely. is how people are excited for change. Like you definitely mm-hmm. have those people who don't want it. And I feel like a lot of times those people are the people that voice their opinions more. Generally. Um, that's just kind of what I've seen. But there's a lot of people who are excited about the things that you want to do, the things that have been happening, the things you're taking. Like you're just going in the right direction and they're super stoked about the direction you're choosing to go in. Well, I'm glad it's the right direction. I mean, some days it doesn't feel like the right direction. I mean, we like go the right direction, (laughs) turn the wrong way, go down the wrong way. And then like we're back on track, you know? Yeah, no, I think this is great. Takes a few trial and errors, but I think uh, we're doing okay. Yeah, I mean, for the people that don't know, this is a a media company as well. So we do sponsoring, we do advertising for for companies. So like uh, Raheem Grocery and Rockstore Grill are sponsors. For the time being, we do have a few more in the pipeline, but we do all the media for them. So we'll come in, we get pictures, we get videos, we post them to our social media. We uh, allow them to use it for their content as well. Just we really want to help. And this is for small businesses only. We really want to help small communities grow and small businesses grow Mm -hmm. to uh, get more awareness within that community, as well as bring in some of that outside money. Um, cause we like when people come in, spend their money here and then go back home. Like don't, don't impose on our yeah. small communities, but we love it when you come and visit us. I mean, we really, we really do enjoy that. So, and we be, do have a lot of things here to enjoy. So absolutely. I, I mean, I know I'm not a local, I've only been here seven months, so That's I'm okay. not meaning to offend anybody, <laughs> but I think it's okay for people to come and enjoy the oh, things we have, the sites we have, 100%. you know what I mean? Like, for me living here, I'm like, that's super cool. We live in an area where people drive. I mean, yeah. we were at a conference in Vegas and we ran into some guy. He was from like Wyoming Oklahoma. or Oklahoma, Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah. something like that, Oklahoma. And he had just visited the Owyhee Lake mm-hmm. and the dam and went in fly the fishing there yeah, and like was showing us all his pictures. And he was stoked at that. And that's, yeah, we've had people, that's forever away. We've had people come from France. Yeah, like that's Just crazy. This place. I mean, uh, I haven't seen the French guys this year. Shout out to my French homies, but they uh, <laughs> they usually come in once a year, and it's pretty pretty crazy that people travels from so far around to see what we have. So it's that's definitely pretty special to have this. And you know, I kind of I kind of take my statement back a little bit. I do love growth um, in terms of I would really like to build a sustainable community. So that mean it does mean building grocery stores. That does mean building more housing and stuff like that. But but the idea of it is to bring in those people that really make it feel like home. 
so to speak. So, I mean, you can still have a town of 5,000 and still very much feel like, hey, this is my hometown. I'm proud to be here. There's infrastructure. My place, my kids have places to go, yeah. things to do. You know, you're not always holed up in your house or doing drugs and, you know, running out in the hills and doing nothing up to no good, that kind of stuff. So when you're from a small town, I mean, that's kind of the vibe. That's what you do. Yeah. I mean, you go get in trouble because there's nothing to do. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely working towards growing that community so there is more things to do i mean kids are gonna be kids obviously you know yeah you're for not sure. gonna ever ever get rid of that but i mean you know if they had if they had the option to come to an event center one night and it's just a whole kid thing of yeah you know young teenagers you know rollerblading just ice more skating just to hang out with each other tag, and get to know each other yeah karting you know you name it you know stuff that's like really fun and invigorating mm-hmm. for kids but and adults i mean obviously i want a whole go-kart track yeah, I know it's funny how different. Like when I was fifteen, I mean, mm-hmm. I would, I I was dumb definitely, but I would still like I still had the mall. I'd go spend hours at the mall mm-hmm. because I couldn't drive. And right. what else are you gonna do? Or jump time? Like they definitely don't have that here. Yeah, I'm definitely thankful that my parents stuck me on a dirt bike or got me bicycles and stuff to do things. I mean, that's what we did. We spent our time outside. Yeah. Like we were never, never inside unless it was cold and we were playing inside, playing yeah. video games, obviously, but I feel like that's important too, but that's how yeah. I was. Oh, yeah. I mean, even living in a big neighborhood, we still had all our neighborhood kids and we would just ride our bikes around. We'd play tag around the neighborhood. Like yeah. we were never inside. Right. We were always outside. And as a kid, I feel like that's where you should be. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you experience life yeah so too many kids are get, just stuck in their phones yeah that's how there's, you get cuts and bruises and yeah. how to heal and what not to do what to do yeah there's so many times tyler and i will go out to dinner and mm-hmm. we'll always look around us and we're like the only people not on our phones because we make it a thing mm-hmm. that like when we are out doing something together we spend time together so we don't we're not on our phones but everybody Turn else around us is just off. in their phones yep. whether it's couples a family it's kind of sad to see it is i mean experience life you're there you're only on this earth for so long and if someone else is grabbing your attention you're not focused on what's in front of you yeah so i mean obviously I, i'm pretty guilty of being in my phone because most of our businesses run from my phone but oh, yeah but uh, it's definitely good to have those periods of time where you can just shut off and have one-on-one time with yourself and with just your come back to reality yeah. and realize like 100 everything online is just it's a different dimension in a way like it's just a different reality that so many people want to live in but really almost none of us do yeah for the most part i mean yeah that's 100 percent true i agree with that i do agree with that well sydney tyler it's a pleasure it's been a pleasure yeah for sure do you have anything else to add um i don't i'm stoked to see questions any more plugs nope i'm stoked to see where this where this goes, I'm stoked people are excited yeah. to listen. We All that are, good stuff. We are filling up our calendar with a lot of yeah. great interviews coming up tomorrow. Uh, well, at this point, that re- episode will already be released and shot. But tomorrow, we are meeting with another wine guy, uh, Tim Martin. And uh, I'm pretty excited for that. We're going to do some wine tasting. Oh, yeah. I'm but, excited, uh, too. Uh yeah, we're filling up our calendar, and ideally we'd like to get these released twice a week so that way you guys constantly have some uh, something to pick and choose from to yeah. listen, who you want to hear your stories. And please, reach out to us if you know somebody that uh, should be on the podcast. If you want to hear their story, let us know. So you can go on our website. I actually added a form 
you can go out and fill out uh, and apply to be on the podcast and we'll send you out a schedule. So please go check out that locallife.com. Heck yeah. Pre-order that merch. We're about to be uh, shipping out that merch here in the next week or so. Probably about the next two weeks. Yeah, I was going to say probably like two weeks. So, but uh, yeah, I think that's what I got. Awesome. That's all I got too. All right, people. We're going to sign out and uh, y'all have a great evening. Keep Keep it it local. local.